Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, welcome back to another season, another episode. This is season, what season is this, Brother Caleb, of our podcast, We Found Another Hour? Season four, Brother Steve. Boy, they just roll around, just, I mean, they're just so, so quick and coming around, but we're glad that you are back with us. We've had a little seasonal break for the, I mean, we've had like a big uh, break with lots of activity, anybody, uh, I mean, it was Christmas, so. Uh, we, we did, and we did abruptly kind of end our season uh, unexpectedly. We, we needed one more episode. I think we needed 10 more episodes in order to, you know, actually get done with reading or, or answering Bible questions. But uh, we did kind of abruptly. We, we, we had a situation. We'll talk about that because we're praying for Brother Landon Shelby, uh, Luscious Landon, and uh, he uh, had an unexpected turn of events and uh, his uh, father passed away uh, unexpectedly so uh, brother Landon is not with us in studio and uh, actually brother Landon in his plan of transition is uh, I think even now as we speak is on his way to New Orleans Louisiana to go to the only seminary uh, Baptist seminary left uh, out of, uh, you know, our repertoire of Southern Baptists. It's only one, right, Brother Caleb? I, don't, I only am aware of one. Okay. I've heard rumors of They've others, had others. Confirmed. Y'all, they've had others. Okay, but there's, there's really only one still operating, so we're grateful to be a part of that. Uh, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. So we're minus one in the studio, uh, but we're glad. Uh, to be back in a brand new year, brand new episode, brand new Bible study. We'll talk a little bit about uh, 222 in 22 challenge. Brother Caleb will be ready to define that for us. And uh, But uh, let, let's talk about who's in the studio. We got Big Country with a K. Hey, uh, welcome, well, welcome back. <laughs> you can't give us more than that. Uh, and uh, my, my you've grown since I've seen you last. I she's more me to love now than ever. Uh, Christmas was good to you, obviously, and uh, we're, we're, we're thankful for that. We got Little City. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything new in the life of uh, Little City? Um, other than a failed potty training, that's about it. You still not potty trained? No, I'm still not potty trained. <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out. Well, we're praying for you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. So I, I'm assuming, let's just assume... Uh, you have two kids, so I do. Let, let's which, which I mean, where where we're we going? We're we're trying with Rowan, which is our oldest, and um, he's he's just not enjoying it. Okay, I, I think he just wants to kind of do his own thing for a little bit. So we're we're just let him explore, and we'll come back to that uh, that predicament a little later on. Well, let me ask you this: I mean, at school, uh, the teachers in fourth grade are they getting a little perturbed at the fact that they? <laughs> Now, how old is Rowan? Oh, he's four, not four. Uh, how old is he? He's two and a half. You're close, oh, though. You're close. Okay. I, I'm just making sure and clarifying that he wasn't in, uh, you know, like third grade. Okay. Nah, we might try. I think I'm going to wait till third grade, though, and then give it another what, try. What was that movie Don't where... Don't rush it. Huh? Don't rush it. <laughs> what was that movie? I mean, so if you count months... You know, it's like instead of saying four, they're 49 months, and that's oh, justification. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
So we could do that. Well, uh, any complete, utter meltdown disasters? Yes. There was a there was a bad one where uh, he had a little bit of an accident and he started running and uh, the floor was a little wet. And so he just he you, was not too happy about you that. You know what I should have took? Mm-hmm. I should have took Leanne's Christmas present, the Roomba. She's not using it, is she? Uh, no. That's a whole nother disaster. But I could have took it there, and the Roomba would have taken care of any kind of accidents. That would have been great, because there yes. was a lot of mopping for about five oh, days. Oh, this thing mopped itself. All you had to do, I mean, you you could just watch it. That, yeah. that would have been way better. Yes. Way better. Um, however, the most disastrous Christmas present in the history of giving Christmas. If you ever get a good chance, and let me just tell you guys why, I mean, while we're here. And this is what I'm going to do as your pastor. I just want to help you, not only biblically, but also in life. Ooh, so, is this a nugget? This is a nugget. This is one of them pastoral nuggets. So if you ever get a chance to and the opportunity to buy your wife a vacuum and a mop for Christmas, don't. Mm. Mm. Wisdom. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay, so it just doesn't work out well. It's not the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, mm. so I'm, I'm just... And we can put put a staple on it. But you could have used it for the potty training. It would have been nice. So with something like that, is that one of those surprise gifts that you avoid for Christmas and birthday and you're just kind of like, surprise? No, I figured don't. out you don't buy it at all. Okay. What are some things you don't buy your wife? Help me out, because I've probably been married the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. What are some things you should not buy your wife for Christmas or birthday? Well, spatula. Uh, a Roomba IJ7 <laughs> and the iMop. <laughs> The two. Yeah. I'm gonna write that down. Whatever, whatever that eye mop is, jet mop or something. It's the Roomba mop. But those are two. So anybody else got anything? Hmm. Okay, a, a scale. Iron. A scale. Yeah, iron. Yeah. A, yeah, scale. a scale. No, no, yeah. scale. Never uh-huh. scale. Yeah, yeah anything no. diet related, like. Can't if you get it. her beach body on demand for yeah. Christmas, that's yeah. probably not the best idea. Uh, yeah, that's not. Uh, yeah, so all of these are are good tip. Iron, mm-hmm. iron and board. What about a cooking apron? Like, no. Mm. Okay, so these. <laughs> this is just wisdom, guys. This is just wisdom. It's flowing. We got big ox in the house. Yes, we do. And I did get shoes for Christmas. Now, I haven't put them on. But I, someone did buy. No, I got them. <laughs> no, I got them on today. Well, you want these off. But I mean, so I can still. I mean, the big ox is still the big ox. I, he he didn't reform any over Christmas. We're, okay. we're still here. That, yes, yes. So we're. we're I was walking we're, barefoot in the snow the other day. It was mm. a glorious moment. It's well, a story you're gonna tell your grandkids one day. I lost. <laughs> I lost a toe. Uphill both ways. <laughs> Uphill both ways. It was good. It was good. And we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Rob Burdett, our new uh, Director of Missions for the RCBA, the Robertson County Baptist Association, where we do, where's our buzzer? <laughs> well, no, we got a buzzer. Oh. You remember somebody somebody bought us a buzzer. What What did we do with it? I think it? it went to the Gifts of Grace Christmas Ministry. <laughs> I think I saw it. <laughs> was there somebody who needed it bad? I think so. I mean, they bought us a buzzer for the show. Uh, so I, I'm going to have to dig that out. But well, we welcome Dr. Rob. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to study God's Word, but I'm also excited to get a nickname. I'm looking forward oh, to find what I mean, my you nickname got, I, We've got to get him a name. What, what, I mean, what are you thinking, uh, uh, Big Country? Well, you know, last time we took listener uh, submissions, 
That we did. So, it, we I are, guess it really depends on uh, how many times, and I guess this will be a telltale sign. You know, his first episode, this will be a telltale sign of how long or how many episodes he plans to join us. Mm. See, if he, if he was real regular, we could do the audience. We may just have to make him one. That's I tell you, the best place to get one is if we bring Dr. Rob to Synergy Summer Camp. Yep. Yep, mm. that's, that's where it yep. all happens. That's yep. where uh, Doctor Delicious got his name. <laughs> I mean, which is disastrous when they see uh, Pastor David Level. Doctor David Level was here uh, with us, and he happened to be here in the summer, and uh, he got dubbed with the nickname Doctor Delicious. Mm. And it's a disaster in Walmart when the kids are saying, "Mama, there's Doctor Delicious." <laughs> so it's it's real bad. And they're so, like, "Come here, don't go, don't get over there. <laughs> Stay away from him." Yeah. Yeah. He's got a mustache. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Dr. I mean, what, what nickname, I mean, have you had any nicknames in the past? I have. I mean, I've had some when I was uh, younger, you know. Okay, you, you were so, a basketball player, right? I was. I was the big bruiser when I played oh, basketball. Oh, I like that. The big bruiser. So not a lot of talent, but a lot of bruising. So. Oh, <laughs> was the bruiser on the uh, opponent's end or on your end? You well, I, I was like, doing the bruising, supposedly. I, like I was that. doing the bruising. So. I like that. I, I couldn't tell that you were a basketball player. I mean, you know, uh, did he duck when he came in the door? I mean, how tall are you, seven foot eight? Yeah, just just close to seven foot eight. No, I'm six five. Six five. Six thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 6.13, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's some of that Alabama math. That's Come right. On. I like it. It's like technically it. right. <laughs> well, we're certainly glad that you're with us. Again, we're glad that you're not only uh, in the studio with us today, but we're glad that you're in Robertson County, uh, the greatest county in all of America. This is the place to be. This is the hot spot right now. It's got a crystals. It, it's, it's, it's got a crystals. It yeah. does. It's one of the greatest crystals in all of crystal existence. Yeah. Crystaldom. Okay. Crystaldom. Yeah. Crystaldom. <laughs> so, uh, and, and Brother Rob, where that comes, we, we had a whole episode of the great, what was it called? The, the great crystal, crystal calamity. There we go, yeah. Yes, uh, when Brother Caleb decided that we were going to have a crystal eating contest, and he was mm. such a lightweight. He could not. Mm. He only got 13 down. 13? I'm still the champ. I hear a lot of I hear a lot of white noise. But now, I'm still the now, champ. brother Rob, you've never had a crystal. Never had a crystal. White Castle. Never had a White Castle. Okay. Uh, good. Don't experience White Castle, yeah. but crystal. Now that that's the that's the flavor. So, uh, you've seen them. Yes. Okay. Driven by them. Yep. Uh, and you're an experienced eater. Oh yeah, I love to eat, okay. eat every day. And we'll, we'll <laughs> been doing it my whole life. Whole life since I can remember. You know what my dad says about eating, don't you? What? Because right, I mean, it was like eleven o'clock one night, uh, and he was in there making him a, two sandwiches two. and a, and a plate of chips. And I, I just asked the question. It's a logical question. I'm like, Daddy, are you hungry? He said. No, I never have been. I've always done preventative maintenance. Yep, I like that. <laughs> so there you go. There's your excuse to eat. So, but you're experienced eater. Absolutely. Uh, how many, based on just your observation of the small square hamburger, hmm. what's your estimation of how many you could put down? Oh, Hands man. down, hands down, put down. I mean, easily, just comfortably? Yes. I could do 10 probably. Okay, I mean, and that's without ever even tasting one. You don't even know if you like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So you could eat 10 whether you like them or not. Yeah. 
Cheese, no cheese. I do cheese. Yeah, I got to do You can cheese. eat more if you don't. That the was, cheese is what got me. When you start talking about eating 13 pieces of cheese, that's <laughs> it's what, more plastic than cheese. Yeah. If I had to do it over again, which I will, and I'll get 25 this time, I'm going to do nothing but ketchup. Ketchup just, on. Just ketchup on. Beef and ketchup, let it slide down a little they bit. They don't yeah. even put ketchup on a crystal. I may have to. I, I, I may have to get special it, made. It's, it's mustard. Mm-hmm. It, it's mustard and pickle. And a, a soggy bun. That's so good when they're soggy. Soggy bun. Yes, it's so good. It's like dip your dip your uh, sock feet in a pool, and then take out take your sock off and just eat it. That's what that's about what the bun's like. Yeah, it's so but awesome. it tastes good. It's so awesome. <laughs> so oniony, you know. I mean, it's good. Now, with that being said, and we're going to we've got uh, several questions uh, to answer, so we're going to get started. But brother Rob, tell us a little bit about your journey here. Uh, you guys just moved here uh, uh, back from Thailand. That's right. That's right. So uh, been back uh, about two months. We've been living in Robertson County, and uh, I just started work about uh, about three weeks ago. So I've got it all figured out. I'm an expert. In yeah. Three weeks <laughs> uh, before that, I spent eight years in Thailand with the IMB and worked with a theological training team, and so got to work with uh, church planners and pastors there in Thailand, and also. I taught New Testament at a seminary, so I got to work with students and really enjoyed that. And then before my time uh, with IMB, I was a pastor in the Atlanta area and then out in the country of South Carolina for 12 years. Wow. So, I mean, moving to Robertson County from Thailand, is there any differences? Uh, A few, just a few. I mean, number one is weather. I mean, we just saw snow for the first time in years. In, In our city in Thailand, it was 89, and in White House where we live, it was 9. So that's oh. that's a difference. Ooh. They have big trucks in Thailand. They do. They do. They uh, like you talking about eighteen wheelers, that kind of thing. No, like F one fifties. No, no, oh, it's tiny. No. What? No, they don't have anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. What do they call them? Tuk tuks or? They do have tuk tuks. Yeah, yeah those are little little taxi mm-hmm. cars to take you around. Yeah. Those things are fun. Yeah. A little sketchy. <laughs> Absolutely. You're, well, when you, you find yourself on. sitting on a gas tank, <laughs> you're just sitting on the gas tank, and that's your seat. And the guy, yeah, he's smoking a cigarette and yelling and cussing and yelling. And not, you're like, man, if we even have the slightest fender bender, this thing's going to blow up. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, like but that's, a, that's yeah. the adventure of whether it's that's the adventure of anywhere outside of the United States, you know, where there is no regulation on anything or no regulations, period. And uh, so that was our experience in Egypt, you know, uh, we, 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 you know, Egypt, uh, we, we talked about that even on the podcast not that long ago, but uh, tuk-tuks and taxis, as pile as many as you can mm-hmm. in there. And there's no car seats now, this is, forget the car seats, there's no, no such, uh, and yeah, this is the unfortunate part. There's no ADA compliance, so no. like you got to figure out how you if even if you're handicapped or uh, slightly challenged in any way physically, you got to figure out how to navigate because there's no accommodation. So I am grateful for here in America where we do have some of those because it's difficult. Oh yeah, when we showed up in Thailand, my wife brought three car seats because our girls were young. The people that met us, they took the car seats, threw them in the back of the truck. Had us all pile in. They said, what are these? What are you going to do with these things? Hang on, because we're going for a ride. Well, listen, uh, thank you again, uh, Brother Rob, for being here. Y'all ready to answer some Bible questions? I'm glad to be back, aren't you? Oh, yeah. All right, so let's. uh, we'll come back after this uh, commercial break, 
and uh, we'll get started. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and get them open to Matthew chapter 3. That's where we're going to be today. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church. And if you're looking for an affordable, but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren, can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K three through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? All right, and we're back, and we are answering your Bible questions. Brother Caleb, uh, set this question up by telling us about uh, 222 and 22. So this was a question that we had sent in from a, a listener who is participating in our 222 in22 challenge. And uh, what this is is that uh, I, as a congregation, we are reading through the New Testament in a year. And we call it the uh, 222 challenge because uh, each each day you're just reading a very small passage of scripture and really you can do it in in about three and a half minutes about 222 seconds and so uh, this was from a listener who is participating in that and keeping up with our reading and uh, is, who is uh, going to uh, finish up the New Testament by December 31st and in reality uh, you'll, you'll be studying and thinking a lot more than just for 222 seconds when you get into uh, get into God's Word. But that's kind of where we start, is a 222 seconds a day. One of the things I, I said in a message um, pertaining to 222 and the challenge was that, you know, I, I came clean, Brother Rob. I, I just told him, I said, listen, I, I've, de I've purposely deceived you. So I just want to be honest as your pastor that uh, for the good of the kingdom, uh, I was as shrewd as a serpent and harmless as a dove because I knew that if, if a person will spend 222 seconds in the Bible, it'll change their life uh, because one, they're not gonna stay there. They're not, it's going to feed, uh, it's gonna feed that hunger for their soul for the word of God. And I, I, even today, like our challenge today was to read Matthew chapter 12 verses one through 21. Mm -hmm. And there's no way I couldn't finish the chapter. There's just no way I could stop at verse 21. Yeah, I miss how it goes. You have such a hunger. And then um, really the questions that we're getting are, are so in-depth because they're spending, yes, a small amount of time in the Word, but their preponderance after that, their, their thoughts um, beyond that is just incredible because it engages you. So I told them, Brother Caleb, uh, that, that I was tricking them, okay, and that the Lord and I had conspired against their life in terms of wanting to change it so uh the 220 if somebody wanted to be real quick let's do a commercial right here if somebody wanted uh one of our listeners who's not involved in that and they wanted to be one if you're not a member of our church could you still be involved in that oh yeah of course okay of course. how how do they how do they get signed up so you can there's multiple things you can do you can either call up to our church office 615-384-3393 you can email one of us or you can text the word alert to uh, the number 22300. 
22300. And uh, that'll get you opted in to our uh, Bible reading text. But the best, easiest thing to do is probably just call us or email us and, and, and we'll set you up with everything. Sure. And they can get that information in the intro and outro of the show. Okay, so we've got a question here today. And uh, this comes again out of Matthew chapter 3. And our listener uh, basically sent uh, the question based on Matthew chapter 3 talking about John the Baptist. That's the, uh, what I call the John the Baptist chapter. Um, but basically their question is, were there any Old Testament uh, prophecies about John the Baptist as a prophet? So essentially, was there anything in the Old Testament that alluded to the fact? So, and, and I think the spirit behind the question is, you know, John the Baptist is obviously the last Old Testament prophet, even though he's found in the New Testament. You know, God had been silent for over 400 years. Uh, he had sent no preacher boys uh, with the word. Now, it's not that God wasn't involved in the life of Israel, in the life of, I mean, he, he, he didn't just take a, uh, a sabbatical for 400 years. But as far as a word, a specific word from God, he was silent for his people. And, you know, that's, it's hard to navigate. Uh, we, have, we take for granted the tools uh, that we have with the canonized scripture and the Holy Spirit of God who is our teacher. So we take some of these tools for granted, but without a word from the Lord, without the word, we really have no guidance. Mm -hmm. So 400 years, the people are wandering aimlessly in a spiritual uh, desert. And now all of a sudden, John the Baptist shows up on the scene. I think the spirit of the uh, question, you know, was this, did people... Was this something for people to look forward to? Not only the Messiah, but was there going to be somebody that's going to help validate the ministry of the Messiah, which essentially is what John the Baptist uh, uh, did. So with that being said, was there, guys, I, I mean, talk to us about some Old Testament prophecies. Was John the Baptist mentioned in the Old Testament? Little City, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, he is. Uh, we even see in John 3 or not John 3, Matthew 3, it says, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord and make his path straight. And this is a hint at John getting people ready. Uh, right? John is baptizing of water. It's a, it's a baptism of repentance to come back and be prepared for the Savior that's coming. We see the same thing. We need another mention of him in Malachi 3. It says in verse 1, See, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And we just see this over uh, a couple of times where it, it, it's amazing to see how God is preparing his people before they even know it. He well, is getting them ready. He, yeah, and, you know, throughout, we're looking at um, 2,000 years or, or more of at this point, really 4,000 years of preparation for the Messiah to come. So, uh, Brother Rob, talk to us a little bit about uh, this Malachi and and really how that pinpointed and validated what well, essentially would be John the Baptist's ministry. But uh, yet again, John the Baptist was here for a purpose. Of course, I'm sure you'll elaborate on that in terms of an absolute validation. Here, here's the question that we ponder with the question. Was there any, absolutely any way that any one of God's people, the Jews, whether it be Pharisees and religious leaders or 
all the way down to what I call the congregant. Is there anybody that should have missed the fact that Jesus was the Messiah? Absolutely not. I mean, overwhelmingly we see the testimony of John pointing uh, towards Jesus, pointing towards the Messiah. And John himself even says the purpose, he, the reason he came baptizing was not ultimately to have this great baptistic ministry of people repenting, though that's important, but what to, to reveal the Messiah to Israel. He said, you know, as I saw the dove come down in, in John, he talks about, I saw the dove come down and I knew that he's the one. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away uh, the sin of the world. In addition to John's testimony, I mean, of course, the miracles of Jesus and the teaching, which you, you talk about that, that um, quiet time, that 400 years of silence, and then Jesus is on the scene, and they're seeing more miracles than, than you'd ever seen in the Old Testament combined. And the power of his preaching and his insight uh, into the kingdom, uh, it is abundantly clear that you, you have to be ignorant, dense, and hard-hearted and all, all together to not see Jesus as the Messiah. And I think, you know, we're looking at Matthew. Matthew's gospel really does want to focus on the prophecies fulfilled, the most Jewish of the gospels. And over and over again, Matthew's trying to highlight these things. And, and you know, and that serves a purpose here in, in John's ministry of being this declarative voice from the wilderness. And, you know, even we talked about Malachi 3, um, the mention of an Elijah that was to come. And Jesus tells his disciples that John is that Elijah, if you'll have it, if you'll accept it. He was the Elijah, the forerunner uh, to come. Of course, Elijah, representative throughout the Old Testament of all the prophets. And John the Baptist comes as an old school prophet, you know, wearing camel hair, eating honey and locusts. And he was definitely a throwback, but he encapsulates all the prophets and his witness of, you know, of the, basically the last Old Testament prophet that Jesus is the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Well, you know, you mentioned Elijah, and this is interesting because uh, over in Mark chapter 9 and, and other places, uh, you know, it can kind of be confusing. And, and I'm sure once we get there, you may have to come back. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll, we'll bring you back to answer these questions. But, um, you, you know, the, it becomes confusing because the people are asking, you know, about Elijah. Is John the Baptist Elijah reincarnated? Okay, and so, and Jesus, you know, validates and answers the question exactly like uh, what you're saying. So we'll have to remind the listening audience because you already given the answer. John the Baptist is not Elijah reincarnated. Okay, no. Elijah is a the symbol, if you will, of Old Testament prophets, uh, considered one of the greatest Old Testament prophets. Okay, so he comes in the spirit in that symbolic gesture of um, Elijah. It basically, what Jesus is saying, he's the last of the old Elijahs. Yeah. He's the last of the Old Testament uh, prophets. So we'll have to answer that question again because it's going to come in just a few chapters. Uh, but so that, the, so we see this validation, um, you know, from the Old Testament, again, in the spirit of the question, not only here, but the ultimate question, should they have missed uh, you know, and why did they? Why did they miss Jesus? Why do they still continue to miss Jesus today? And we're praying for our Jewish brothers and sisters that they would come to know that Jesus is the Messiah. Even for our listening audience, I, I want you to understand no matter what your 
uh, religious background or non-religious background is. Here, here's, here's the bottom line. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Okay, I didn't say he was the Messiah. Y'all go get me preaching now, okay? Uh, he, he is the Messiah. He is the promised one. He's the one who was promised way back in Genesis chapter 3. He's the one who validated through 700 years of preaching and proclamation of the one who's coming. Isaiah 53, if you want any passage in all of the Bible, any passage in all the Bible, read the prophet Isaiah chapter 53 and then mirror that to Jesus' ministry and, and their exact same. There's no greater validation that they should have known, okay? But I want our listening audience today to know that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Uh, his name means God is salvation. Uh, he came to do what we could not do for ourselves. So essentially today as you listen, and we've, we've gotten this question in, and uh, we have another question to follow up, that uh, Brother Rob, would you agree uh, to be on another episode to help us. We've got one listener, two questions. We only got to one today, okay? <laughs> so would you come and help us answer uh, that that next question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so so we've got his commitment. So you got to be here next week. And um, so with that being said, I, I want to kind of end our segment today with the understanding that Jesus Christ is, he's God, God in human skin who came to do what we could not do. The scriptures overwhelmingly verify and validate Jesus himself is the only one who could fulfill all of the Old Testament prophecies um, with such unmistakable clarity. And then uh, Jesus being the only one, God in human skin, who, who stepped out of the splendor and majesty of heaven, being born into his own crippled creation crippled because of sin, not because of what he created, but what we created as the human uh, race. But he came to fix that what was broken. And he came and he laid down his life on an old rugged cross, was buried, and on the third day God raised him from the dead. That is the gospel. Paul says the power of God for salvation. And essentially for all the rest of our episodes, that's the center of what we'll, what we'll be discussing. That will be the center of Bible discussion because everything in the Bible points us to Jesus. If you're listening today and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I wanna encourage you that you'd be open, even listening here to what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. And if you wanna know how to become a Christian, it's imperative because we live in some dark and perilous times and uh, Christianity breeds hope. Jesus brings hope to humanity, even in the dismal of times. Think about uh, the time period in which, uh, the Roman time period in which the Bible said in the New Testament. It was, if we think it's dismal now, I mean, some they were setting people on fire, you know. So, I mean, it's, uh, it, it was dark times then. But Jesus brings hope. And if that's what you would desire for your life, then I want to encourage you in the outro that you'll hear in just a minute, it'll tell you how to get a hold of us. And uh, we'd love to tell you more about making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. 
and uh, we'd love to engage you in the Word of God. Uh, maybe you got some questions about the Bible. You can send those questions. It'll tell you how to do that. But we want to do everything we can to be a part of this journey with you, even if it's at the beginning part. Brother Rob, thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you for uh, agreeing to come on. we got a follow-up question that's uh, important to this, and we want to answer that. So until next time, uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. And we're excited about this season. Big Ox, final words. And they were profound. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much. Until next time, see you then. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.